Hey, this is Kari Payton. I'm Cyborg from Teen Titans and Injustice and Injustice 2. And Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. So keep listening. Also, booyah! Because I'm schizophrenic. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Tuesday, so we're going to talk some TV and movies. All week, we're stepping in the ring, getting ready for the big release of this weekend coming to HBO Max and cinemas, theaters, whatever you want to call them, um, if they're open near you. And I'm excited. Mortal Kombat has a, a checkered, at best, history when it comes to film and TV adaptations, and you know what? Let's look at those today. We're going to go through a nice little chronological journey. Uh, I was debating if I wanted to go, like, favorite to least favorite, and when you get down to the least favorites, it's a pretty pretty tough competition. So I, I figured, you know what? Let's just go in the order they were released, and we'll go from there. So the very first thing that was released was back in April of... 95 this was an animated film called mortal kombat the journey begins and it was more or less a, a prequel to the the film that would come out later that year and the animation on it was kind of it was weird it was a combination of cgi and mocap but then there was also old school animation in there and it's, I, I don't know. I had it on VHS. I did. I watched it all the time. And they were nice enough, I guess, to include it on the Blu-ray of the movie Mortal Kombat. You, you get a little more in-depth look at the origin stories of Liu Kang, Sonya, and Johnny Cage. But, you know, it it's short. It's sweet. It was something we wanted to watch and yeah you know it, playing Mortal Kombat for a couple of years um and then getting to see this was was really cool but then later that year in August of 1995 Mortal Kombat the movie came out and I I love this movie unapologetically love this movie I saw it in theaters uh, a couple of times and you know it was it was only PG-13, so I was able to see it, which is kind of weird because the video games were rated M, as, as we talked about on Monday's show. But it was a hit. I mean, it cost less than $20 million to make, and it made over $120 million at the box office. So, of course, they did sequels and things. But the, the movie itself, you know, aside from the awesome soundtrack, I've been talking a lot about the soundtrack with people, with friends and stuff lately, because it just, it was great. I had the... CD or the cassette, maybe both of it. So that was fun. And of course, you know, we had all of our favorite characters um, Raiden, played by Highlander himself, Christopher Lambert, Robin Shaw as Liu Kang, Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage was like my favorite part of the movie. I mean, I loved, I, I didn't like Johnny Cage necessarily in the games that much, but Lyndon Ashby made me love uh, Johnny Cage. And you had. Kerry Tagawa, who was Shang Tsung, 
And after that, anything I saw him in, I, it was like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Where I'm like, ooh, I know him. That's Shang Tsung. To this day, I still like that. Bridget Wilson was Sonya Blade, who actually posted on her Instagram the other day a picture of her in her Sonya Blade outfit. Um, and I don't know. It was really cool. And then Katana was in it. Kano. Of course, you had Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Reptile. Um, Goro, who was like puppetry and live action and stuff. And I don't know. It, it looked really cool. Uh, Jax was in there, but not, not a whole lot. And then you had Shao Kahn kind of show up at the end and a few other random people. Fun fact, though, there's a little scene where Johnny Cage is filming a fight scene for his like movie within a movie and stuff. Steven Spielberg was supposed to be there, but he had to back out. I think this is around like Schindler's List time, so he obviously had other things to do, but hey, it was it was okay. Another important thing about this movie was it was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who would go on, who's like the king of video game movies. You know, you have Yui Bowl, who is the not king, uh, nicest way I can say that. But Anderson would go on to do Resident Evil films, uh, help with Dead or Alive, uh, Monster Hunter back a couple, of, wow, a couple of months ago at this point. Uh, we talked about Monster Hunter and we talked about Paul Anderson and just all his all his video game stuff. So really put him on the scene and uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was fun and it was great. And then, you know, they say nowhere to go but down after that. And it's kind of true because after that, in September, you had Mortal Kombat the live tour. This was like a theatrical play. I use that term loosely. It had fighting and there were lasers and smoke and hardcore music and lip syncs and audience participation. And I, I don't know. It ran for like 200 shows. So I guess it was doing something right. Um, yeah, it's, it, I never saw it, um, but this was, we ha I need to remind you, like, early 90s was a weird time for stage stuff, you know, nowadays, all your Nickel, you know, Paw Patrol, Blaze, Dora, all of those have touring stage productions. Well, back in the early 90s, we were trying to get the, that, that coveted, adolescent teenage boy market they're the ones who bought all the toys so you had like this Mortal Kombat live tour um I went to the Ninja Turtles concert tour it was a tour with four guys dressed up as turtles singing and I, I still have the the show soundtrack on cassette so if you're thinking wow why would they do a Mortal Kombat live action tour early 90s it was it was crazy uh, another big thing during that time though were cartoons you know, thanks to X Men, Batman, X Men, Gargoyle, Spider Man, stuff like that, you had all these shows. And USA was trying to get in on it. They did a Wildcats show that that was pretty good. They also did Mortal Kombat: Defenders of the Realm, which came out, uh, which ran from September to December in 1996. 
it was only one season is 13 episodes but i remember watching this like it was it was pretty good it was a weird blend of the movie and ultimate mortal kombat 3 you know as far as what was going on so if you weren't a big mortal kombat fan i could see where it could be a little confusing but it was it was a lot of fun and this is where we got quan chi who you know there for a time was the big bad in in mortal kombat um but it, it, i remember it was fun because this aired right after the street fighter animated series so like saturday mornings man, saturday mornings used to be be really cool so we're on this roller coaster you know that that was a high spot well now we're coming back down with mortal kombat annihilation which came out in november of 97 this was a, a a failure you know 30 million dollar budget 50 million box office um nowadays people get fired over stuff like that they recast almost like Liu king was about the only person because you had sandra hess come in a song and blade uh james remar who i love he was in the phantom comes in as raiden lynn red williams comes in as jacks uh, just everybody uh chris conrad took over Johnny Cage's spot, but he dies in the opening scene, so instantly I was I was kind of over it. And as I mentioned, they had these weird little ball things that they would could get in and travel underground at supersonic speeds. And then Liu Kang does an animality at the end, and uh, I don't know. It was directed by John Leonetti, who would go on to do like pretty pretty good stuff, you know. Uh, he works with James Wan. That's his name, James Wan, a lot. So he's worked on The Silence, Wish Upon, Wolves at the Door, Annabelle, The Conjuring, Insidious, you know, all of these. But this was his uh, first. This was his directorial debut, and he didn't direct another movie for a decade. But right after this, his next movie was a cinematographer on Detroit Rock City, which was great. He also did Joe Dirt and the Scorpion King, so we we don't hold that against him. Um, then we would have Mortal Kombat Conquest, which ran from 98 to 99. And this was a live action series, but it was a prequel to the first game. You know, after seeing kind of what Annihilation was, this was a, a soft reboot and try to cha uh, link up w more in line with what was going on in the video games. And so with that, you know, it was starring Kung Lao, and you had Shang Tsung, uh, but really that was about it. Some of the, like Scorpion Sub-Zero, the ninjas show up a little bit, but not, not a lot. This came on TNT right after Nitro, so it had a huge lead-in. Their episodes were an hour long. Uh, it lasted 22 episodes. It's... This is kind of in the middle, you know, it it was just, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was, it was there, it fed a need, and uh, yeah, you know, it's what it was. So that was 98, 99, it wouldn't be until 2011, till we got the next thing, and that's Mortal Kombat Legacy. And this was a, uh, start off as shorts that were just character introductions and then kind of developed 
into episodes and things, and there's only 19 episodes, but this really kind of grounded Mortal Kombat, I guess you could say. I mean, it's a, it's a really cool web series, but it made it more realistic, and it was, it was a prequel, but whereas uh, Conquest was set way before, this is set, like, in the days leading up to, the weeks, months leading up to it, and this is what people wanted to see. You know, you had dark, violent, uh, everything, and people just loved it, and I think that's what kind of helped paved the way, you know, and having, like, Michael J. White in there, uh, Casper Van Dien, a lot of really talented people in there. Jerry Ryan was Sonya Blade for a little bit, so I don't know what more you need. And then the most recent one was last year in April of 2020, and that was the animated Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. And this is on HBO Max right now. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I plan, I would like to watch it. One of the reasons I'm curious about it is the cast, you know, like Steve Bloom is Sub-Zero. Steve Bloom is Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop, a million different things. Kevin Michael Richardson is Goro. He's awesome. Greg Griffin is Katana. Uh, she's in, in just, I mean, she's one of those voice actresses that has hundreds of credits. And Joel McHale is Johnny Cage, which when I first read that, I was confused. But in retrospect, that's kind of genius. Like, he, he fits that pretty well. So I, I want to watch it, uh, you know, animated, rated R. It kind of has a callback in my mind to some of the the old Spawn cartoon on HBO. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. We'll see. Let me know, though, what's your favorite uh, big or small screen iteration of Mortal Kombat. Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.